Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Discourse, a short-form, one-on-one interview podcast with filmmakers, actors, and other industry folks, hosted by myself, Mike D'Angelo. But on today's episode, Playlist Editor-in-Chief Rodrigo Perez sits down with writers Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick to discuss their latest film, Spiderhead, which hits Netflix on Friday, June 17th. Rhett and Paul, you may know from their work uh, on films like Deadpool 1 and 2 or the Zombieland films, uh, Spiderhead is a little bit more of a head trip than those ones, but it still has the their signature brand of kind of offbeat humor weaved in there. For those that don't know, Spiderhead is directed by Top Gun Maverick's Joseph Kaczynski and stars Chris Hemsworth. It basically takes place on, you know, in the near future where convicts are offered the chance to volunteer as medical subjects to shorten their sentence. Uh, one of the subjects, played by Miles Teller, is testing a new drug capable of generating feelings of love and begins kind of questioning the reality of his emotions. Okay, before I shoot you over to our interview, I've got to tell you that The Discourse is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes The Playlist Podcast, Bingeworthy, and both of those I am a part of. Also, Be Real, Deep Focus, The Fourth Wall, and more. It can be heard on iTunes, Anchor FM, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and everywhere else you find your favorite shows. Find us on any of those, and uh, you'll get this podcast as well as our other shows regularly. Be sure to subscribe and drop us a comment or a rating, as we do very much appreciate it. I will say that we were having some audio issues recording this one, so the conversation picks up a little bit after they started, but it's easy to follow, easy to pick up on. And yes, there's some Deadpool 3 talk at the end, so stick around to hear that. Okay, let's trip on over to Rodrigo's conversation with the very busy and very talented Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. And you read this short story and you go, okay, wow, this is great. Like, what, what are the things in there that just spark you alive, like... Uh, whether it's the story theme themes or, or anything of it characters our, our stuff we'd like to think of as left of center it's it's not up the middle and and it, it was a challenge you know you look at that and it doesn't you know fit in the traditional three acts george's short story doesn't fit in the traditional three act structure of a film and and so, you know, how do we build upon that and, and how do we, you know, stay true to the story and yet bring our own perspective to it? It brought so many unique challenges. Uh, but but first and foremost, I think what we tapped into was tone, funny and dark and twisted and heartfelt, dramatic. You know, it, it's that cocktail that that we like to drink, you know, regularly when we're writing. So. That's interesting because I don't know the short story. And I i mean, there's a dark, twisted kind of humor to it. And I thought, oh, this is what you guys inserted into it. But maybe. Well, about- I mean, look, we we certainly had to insert more of it. I mean, like the first of a half to two thirds of the movie is essentially the short story. And then after that, we were inventing and we had to try to mimic his tone as best we can. We're, we have adapted things for sure, but not not something that was such a coherent whole uh, generally. And so it was uh 
it was a challenge. Look, and it's up for the audience to decide whether or not halfway through the movie, it feels like it's being, you know, created by somebody else, because that's sort of how it is. The greatest compliment anyone could ever pay us is to say, well, like it felt of a piece, right, with George, George's work, because he's our hero. And do do yourself a favor, Rodrigo, and, and go and read, read it. Yeah, story because okay. it is it is a treat from from start to finish. It's just amazing. And and it was written when because like you know so much of the things when I'm I'm seeing it now I'm I'm feeling like big tech, big pharma. Yeah, yeah. Is it topical? Right. But this feels like it was over 10 years ago. It was over 10 years ago. Yeah, it took us almost 10 years to get the movie made. We have to go back and look at the original emails, but it was something like that. You know, so many things that people say, oh, they're really timely. We think the best things kind of transcend times or that they always feel timely, essentially, that they're always feel like they're ripped from the headlines, even when they aren't. I mean, you've got a lot of that, just that theme of technology, both its promise and its danger uh, runs through society at every moment, probably, you know, from time immemorial until now. So to that extent, this is probably always going to be a timely story. But you see big pharma, you know, you see private prisons in the headlines, you see, yeah, you you see, you see lots of things. And, and just the idea that we're all escaping from something, we're all using some substance, whether it's legal or illegal, or some activity or something to escape our problems. And, and, uh, you know, it's like, that's, those are very, very universal themes that I think transcend a given moment. And there's also, you know, I, I obviously probably baked into the, the, um, the DNA of the short story is like, the kind of like it's not completely dystopian like you know like there's a lot of good intentions i feel like yeah. somewhere, somewhere here with these characters right especially with what you know uh this uh steve obviously chris's character is pretty he's got a lot of dark secrets but i feel like the, you there's a, a lot of room for his like for good intentions which i assume maybe that's the whole thing of every innovator right or every innovator, innovator yeah, I mean- long right yeah, I mean, he's the hero of his own piece, right? I mean, he doesn't see himself as the villain. I think Chris immediately tapped into that. It was this idea, you know, the character is based a little bit on Steve Jobs, right? The yeah. evil genius, you know, the guy who's got to, you know, break some some eggs to make an omelet. And, you know, up until the, the very last moment, I think, Steve thinks he's doing good for the world and Nesty thinks he's changing the world for the best. And, and, and yeah, some, you know, there were some eggs broken and some, you know, people died and, and that's tragic, but, but all for a greater good. And, and, and I think in the wrong hands, this could have been played very mustache twirly, you know, villainous, uh, but, but Chris has a charm and a, and and a charisma to him that you kind of just, Yes. You root for him, right? You want to, you want to be on his team. I mean, sign me up. Yeah, I really, I really love Chris in this. He's really perfect at nailing that kind of tone. He's got this smile, and it's so like there's sort of deviousness at the corner, at the ends of the, each corner of the smile, but it's not telegraphed. And yeah, he's really, he's really uh, incredible in this. The way he walks that kind of line. Yeah, the I don't think the audience has ever seen him like this, and and I think it's going to be a real treat for for everyone. We hope. Uh, yeah, for sure. Tell me about like, you know, some of the, uh, you know, the other characters, Jeff and, and Rachel um, and, 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 you know, I mean, I, I suppose with a lot of these things, right? Like you guys are like writing these things and then you get these actors and then you're like, wow, like must be a real treat to see, you know, because you never, I, in some ways, you guys may not know who you're going to get, right? Like you don't, you don't, you're, you're in a vacuum. You're trying to write the best character you can. And then someone comes to it. And they have a voice and they have opinions and they have ideas about a backstory. And so you start digging in and the characters always improve for it. Like, 
you know, Steve, Steve Abnesti, you know, Chris's character got deeper and better because Chris started asking questions. You know, it's like, why is he a junkie on his own drugs? And why is he trying to change the world in the way he's trying to change it? And, you know, sometimes we've answered those questions and sometimes we haven't entirely answered them. And it takes meeting with an actor and facing the music for us to, to, to realize that, no, it can, we can even go deeper on this. And I think all of our leads brought that kind of energy and that kind of searching to, to their roles. It's so funny, like these days, like stories are becoming such a, a, a thing that like change the world is now becoming like almost like a, a red flag when someone says <laughs> it, you know, <laughs> like. Well, I mean, it, it, look, the, the, our, our billionaires, these guys who are changing the world, it, it's never black and white, right? I mean, they, they're absolutely changing the world for the better in so many ways, but they're always dark undercurrents. They're always uh, compromises, sacrifices. You know, uh, you know, people sometimes get ground in the gears of the larger machinery, um, and we're we're all about diving into the complexity of an issue or a situation. So I, I don't think there's anything inherently bad about pharmaceuticals, for sure. Obviously, they're great. I mean, it's like the technology has always got that double-edged sword, right? It can improve your life, and it also can have costs and consequences, and can be dangerous, and in the wrong hands, can be deadly. Um, and that's what we're exploring here. Another thing that you're exploring beyond that, which I love as well. One of my favorite things about this is the sort of moral and ethical questions that this thing poses, because yes, you want to change the world and you want to better things, but how far are you willing to go to do that? And I'm not sure how much that part is, is, is in the original or yours, but I really love all that stuff. And you maybe you can tell me a little bit about just playing with that because it's like that perfect line of like when things take that turn, right? Yeah. I mean, Steve has a line in the movie where he's like, well, the time to worry about crossing lines was a lot of lines ago. And it's like you, <laughs> you, 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 it's a slippery slope, right? I mean, you do make some means ends justifications early on, and maybe it starts to get a little out of control, but we're getting closer and closer to a goal that could really, you know, alter society. And so you, you push the pedal down maybe. And look, I think our story ultimately is about the power of love and it's about the power of love to conquer both substances and technology and, you know, nefariousness and to sort of rise above. And that's, that's ultimately where we wanted to land was, a, was a, a statement about humanity and about caring for each other and about that's the most important thing that we do on this planet. And it's, and redemption always, uh, or often lies in, 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 in down that path toward, toward being good to somebody else and being the good to someone you care about. Um, so we hope that we're, there's a moral message, but we see a lot of gray area in this movie. And uh, I think it's fun to live in those spaces where you can't necessarily call someone a true hero or a true villain. You know, Jeff's done bad things. He's having to redeem himself. Steve is doing good things too. And so it's, it's tough and to Lizzie put as finger well. on it. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if these are your choices or whether you write them in, but so much of the music is like reminds me of your kind of your sort of brand of humor that like you guys always have that specific kind of dark twisted kind of thing and the way chris plays into that and leans into some of this music. i see you dancing like that yeah, yeah you're, i see you're, you I, a little a little, little shimmy right there little steve of nasty is just to watch him with his sort of like uh the enthusiasm that he has and it's so like you know infectious and there's this 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 you know up like yacht rock and kind of stuff like that and then but then that's or also kind of feeding the undercurrent of of all that dark stuff underneath well interestingly you know we, we wrote uh we didn't write the specific music in but we did think you know okay well what what does steve listen to and what does he make his inmates you know listen to with him and and 
how fun would it be if he was unironically a you know yacht rock fan right like and then of course we we have the benefit of having netflix that has very deep pockets that can afford all the wonderful yacht rock that that's out there so you know it was uh it, 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 the the juxtaposition of kind of this joyful you know melody that that's running through the prison while you know these terrible things are happening to the inmates is it would felt you know juicy to us and and you know was and, yeah and it also had a little bit of that element of like what's the playlist going to be like when you show up in hell you know for some people that would be yacht rock like and for other people it might be heaven and so we're we're, we're riding that line like depending on what you think of that music maybe you find your toe tapping against your your own will i'd be hard pressed to find someone who doesn't love those at least a few of those songs guilty pleasures right oh, they're really guilty pleasures. i just think they're pleasures they're not, they're not even guilty pleasures it rides the line where some of them are just like so sweet and, and sickly and it's like oh and then feeds into that undercurrent and then some of them are just like oh this is such a good job yeah, this is a, I, yeah, know, I know I know we we did want to make you know I think Joe did a great job of this in, 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 in many ways but we wanted to make the atmosphere of the spider head and the prison be a reflection of Steve's character and his genius so it's not a dreary place it's a beautiful place and it's 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 uh it's got beautiful architectural angles and cool cool interior design and it's kind of country clubbish in its own way there are no locks on the doors you know you get to come and go as you please you get to listen to some upbeat music there's you can play video games like whatever unfortunately however there's an experiment or two that you got to show up for and that's that's the fun part very early on in the scripting process i think red you'll correct me if i'm wrong but we didn't reveal that they were in a prison till half it was a little movie, bit right? yeah it was pretty deep into it where you and, and then the audiences got a little confused there for a while so we ended up there and so that, you know it starts we, we pull in you know push in on the penitentiary sign but there was a there was a moment in time where you didn't even know you were in a prison till halfway through the movie i can see that that makes sense because there's the whole thing is about unraveling these layers a certain yeah time. and that could totally still work at the same time a lot of these themes that you're playing with big pharma, private prisons and stuff like that, it all feeds into the yes. dystopian aspect of it as well. Um, do you guys have like a favorite line? Because there's a lot of really good lines here. Like shit fingers is a fun sort of thing. And, you know, there's shit fingers a, from Rhett's camp, actually. I went to oh, I went to camp and someone camp. was someone was rubbing, uh, you know, what on the on the bathroom stall doors. And it became this big whodunit at our camp that year. And uh, we never figured out who the culprit was, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, look, there's uh, I, I one of my favorite lines is when Chris Adlib that bit about beautiful people getting away with a lot in the world. And, you know, and, and he said something he was like, yeah, you know, I, I've kind of benefited myself from time to time. And he just threw that in there. It's like not something we would have felt uh, comfortable writing for him, probably. But when he did it, I was cackling. It's, it always gets a laugh in the Oh man, and the way he's got that kind of that smirk on his face when he says it, as if you know, I just it's a little, it's a little, uh, it's a little self-acknowledging there. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, 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 he probably has benefited, and he's and so there, he's bringing himself to it there for just a second. And then you know, I, I love that you know the time to worry about crossing lines was a bunch of lines ago uh i also love that just the basic theme of of that line i don't know if it was in the short story or not but it's like can we get can i get you something for how you're feeling because i feel like that's all of society when we walk out our door is asking us that all the time it's like here's this hamburger here's this alcohol here's this can i get you want to come to our theme park like you're feeling down here we can pick you up like that's 
that it, it, it's like this barrage the internet it's like it's on constantly barrage of like feeling low we here come do this and 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 maybe that something is something that can end up killing you you know the, the old joke it was a line in another one of our movies is uh you know find what you love and let it kill you like that oftentimes it's that thing you're seeking that is gonna uh, you know make you feel better that's actually not so hot for you at the end of the day so it's just interesting stuff that's interesting you know that line is almost again it's not quite there yet but it's becoming that almost red flag of like change the world like can i help you with how you're feeling it's there's this undercurrent of like you know what i mean it can be like such a these days that's like the implication there the very subtle implication of like to fix what's broken yeah yes right and and so we we dug down pretty deep and it's like let's find i mean that's what george did is he found pretty broken people and then and then how do they redeem themselves well you know there's the easy way out that the drug that just takes your mind off it or there's the hard way out where you have to really you know do the work and redeem yourself like it's interesting it's all thematically interesting to us i gotta wrap up in a minute but i I, you know while i'm here i do have to ask you about deadpool because if we don't see a movie in 2023 it's going to be five years since the last deadpool movie what's taking so long just pop in your dvd man or (laughs) yeah keep streaming that sucker yeah yeah. it's on fx occasionally i think uh (laughs) i know you guys know i mean look it's not it's it's we will sell no wine before it is time that's our old that's the old ernest julio gallo uh marketing line but we're we're, dating ourselves now we want to we want to make it great you know we're in the laboratory working on it with ryan reynolds you know all the time and and we're we're very much entertaining ourselves so i think hopefully hopefully that translates and ultimately we'll entertain uh, the world but um uh it's uh you know it's 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 a marriage between fox and disney and it's and and two different universes and and uh it's it's not easy but it's also a, a wonderful challenge and you know high class problems to be able to merge those those worlds so we're, we're enjoying it sure was that part of the maybe initial d- delay is that like you know not only obviously a business transition different but like r-rated mutants things transitioning into those worlds how, how do they mesh did all that the stuff have to get figured out before you could write like was there a lot of like you know what i mean i mean i mean no in the well i mean yes and no obviously it's like it's two completely different regimes right so it's right. two different bureaucracies it was fox it was all these different people and now it's not those people anymore it's these people and and these people do things their way and we were used to doing things our way so there are differences but i think the great part is that Marvel's been incredibly supportive. Like they really have just, they, they are going to let Deadpool be Deadpool, you know, and their end, uh, you know, we, you know, it's like any particular joke may be the one that they say, you know, that's too far. It's like, that could happen. But, but to this point, it's just but been that nothing. Happened at, that happened. Yeah. That Fox happened at Fox too. too. Yeah. I mean, it's like, but to this point, it's been nothing but support. It's been nothing, but how can we help you? How, you know, what from our universe would you like to use? How, how can we make the, your life easy? And we're going to let Deadpool be Deadpool. We're not, this is not going to be the Disneyfied Deadpool. And so, uh, so they're awesome. And so it just, now it's up to us to come through, you know, to, to justify that, that faith. So. Well, that sounds fantastic. And I'm happy to hear it. Um, does that mean we're getting R rated again? Oh, absolutely. I think that's been confirmed. Yes. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. They're not going to mess with the tone. So, I mean, I, I look, I mean, I'd never say never, I guess there's an outside chance, but I like, we, we've always, we've always been told it can be our, and we're proceeding as it, you know, we, we would like it to be our, we always have. So I, I don't think that'll change. I'm, I'm assuming somewhere in that script, there's an F-bomb, at least one or two. <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked, Rodrigo, that you would make <laughs> such an assumption. Like, you're, <laughs> it's, it's on the title page. Uh. <laughs> Dead fucking pool, you know, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll let you go in a second. I will say I was sort of shocked when it was first announced or the very first thing we got was 
someone else was writing it or announced it first and it wasn't you guys. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah, that, that, that did happen. Um, and, uh, Look, it's 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 just come down the way it has, and we're thrilled to be back. Is the bottom line. So we're, we're we just couldn't be happier where we are right now in the mad scientist lab. You know, creating fun stuff, and and hopefully we'll we'll get a movie out to you guys. Cool, that's great. I'm I'm very keen and happy to hear it. And yeah, well, thanks so much. Um, and the mad scientist lab that you guys do is is really fun, and it's I just want to keep seeing it going. So yeah. Uh, all right we'll do our best to keep to keep cranking them out for you all right thanks uh, rodrigo thanks guys